episode of Diary of a Mad Black Man. My name is Blake, your host. I am really excited to be having this episode and be launching this series. This is the first episode of the Podcasting and Collaborating series. I decided to do this episode around the time that I decided to become a full-time podcaster and creative. I've been sitting on these episodes for a little over a month now, maybe like a month and a half. Like, started recording probably about the beginning of May, end of April. Um, started recording these episodes. The main reason I decided to do this series was to meet other podcasters and learn from them. Learn how they record different software, different mic setups, you know, just how are other podcasters doing this. And it's allowed me the opportunity to learn more on how I can perfect my craft. Um, I also decided to do this because as a new podcaster, it's very difficult to find one space of information that you can use as a guide to develop yourself and develop your craft as a podcaster and so this series is really geared towards that it's going to be very beneficial for anybody that's new starting out in the podcast world and it's going to be over the next eight weeks and so with that being said a lot of these episodes have been pre-recorded um so for the next eight weeks or so i really won't be recording too much um, I'm actually gearing up for season three of Diary of a Mad Black Man, which I'm very excited about. So just keep tuning in to hear more about that and how season three is going to be bigger and better than season one and season two. I can't even believe that I'm talking about season three of my podcast, y'all. It's just like it's a beautiful thing, a beautiful journey. So in this episode today, who you're going to hear from is Javon Franks. He is the host of Journeyman's Journal and another podcast he has called Static Corpse. It is a beautiful episode where he talks about how his mental health journey really pushed him to eventually become a podcaster. Um, Javon's a great guy. He's also very much a social justice advocate um, who has several episodes about social justice and reform. Um, Be sure you go check him out. His episodes have a, I like to say, a visual component to them because he has found a way to bring the auditory experience of a podcast with visuals and what i mean by that is he has a series called the new york files and in the new york files he basically i'll tell you about one specifically i felt like i was on a new york subway the way that this man was able to create a podcast that made me feel and believe that i was standing on a new york subway absolutely phenomenal so be sure you check it out i'm happy that you are tuning in to this episode here that we have together it's a great episode i hope you all enjoy be sure you check the description box for where you can find more about journeyman's journal about javon's shows uh, where you can follow him on the socials journeyman's journal on pi on instagram and um, yeah just check the description box for all that stuff i'll put it there nice and neatly better than i can articulate right now because i'm really excited um something else i want to let you all know uh, before we get into the episode each episode like i said is already pre-recorded but the intro will be not pre-recorded i'm gonna that's going to be the one thing that i am going to do over the next eight weeks is still record the intros because i find this as an opportunity to kind of drop gems and let you guys know some more about the behind the scenes stuff that i'm doing i am working on building a company as well um, that is directly related to podcasting my podcast journey i won't spoil too much of that now but just be sure you tune in um, and follow my show follow me on instagram diary of a mad black man to learn more about that i'm 100 sure if you're following my show you will definitely know more about that in the future so with that being said 
um, I want to play a short ad for Anchor um, really quick, and then we're going to get right into the show. So thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in to another great episode of Diver Mad Black Man. And we're going to listen to this ad, and then we're going to get right into the show. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's get into today's episode. So I have a very special guest on my show today. He is Javon Franks. He is the host of two podcasts, actually. He's originally from Charleston, South Carolina. Um, He, like me, has a passion for uh, not only collecting but telling stories of all kinds. Um, He he especially likes science fiction. In fact, he has a science fiction-based podcast. I'm going to let him tell you all about that. Um, He's done some really cool things in his life. He's traveled all the way up Interstate 95 um, from Canada all the way down to Miami. I was really excited when I found that out about him because that's something that I would like to do as well. Um, I would also like to do Route 66 too. So um, I want to also give you, Javon, a chance to say anything else about yourself, to introduce yourself. Um, tell us about your podcast and who you are. Uh, Blake, thank you for the opportunity to share a little bit about uh, my journey and myself with your audience. Um, so I would say about me, uh, I'm curious more so than anything else. I like to find out why. Mm-hmm. And to share what I find out with people, uh, sometimes just my, my friends and family, my wife and daughter are, are usually my audience when I learn something new or interesting. But I decided that um, maybe other people might find some of what I had to say interesting as well. Uh, justice is something that I'm really passionate about. Um, something I was doing this morning before we got on this call, I was uh, calling into uh, some of our elected officials and and criminal justice agencies about mm-hmm. uh, the murder of Ahmad Aubrey. Mm-hmm. If you you haven't heard of this case, it's mm-hmm. uh, a very egregious it's a, a lynching of a black man in Brunswick, Georgia. Uh, mm-hmm. Please don't just be upset about it. Don't just um, share the video, but call the district attorney's office. Uh, call other officials in Brunswick, Georgia, and demand justice. Uh, if we don't if we don't demand these things, they don't happen. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I was just. Um, I'll leave it there. Yeah, I was actually. Is, I'm glad you brought that up too because that's something. And you have an episode that um, you talked about a little bit. We'll get more in depth into that. But as far as this case that you're talking to now, I just learned of it this morning. Um, literally, like this morning on Twitter, I'm like, "What is this?" You know, I haven't really seen too much mm-hmm. about it. Um, but now that I'm learning about it, and I live in Georgia, so I'm in Atlanta. Um, so this is something that, that, that definitely hits home. And as I learn more about it, as I as the, it kind of grows i guess you could say um i want to see definitely what i can do how i can not only just use my platform but actually do something about it i know one thing with us as podcasters we like to talk i think that's something that's in common with every podcaster but i think in situations like that that's more of like an action item like things like that like i want to go out and actually do something like make the phone call go to the attorney's office or whatever it is that we decide to do but um 
but yeah, I don't want to um, go, go too depth in depth in depth into that. Um, let's kind of let's kind of cover some basics real quick uh, because again, this uh, the premise of these of these series that I'm doing, I'm um, podcasting and collaborating, is to really talk about our experiences not only as a podcaster, like what kind of equipment and things like that we use, software, but also um, we're gonna have a chance to really discuss like your shows and really go in depth into topics like that. But I just want to cover a couple quick things. So like, what kind of um, what kind of equipment do you use to record your shows? Uh, my main piece of equipment is actually my cell phone. I mm. have an iPhone, and before I think I had a, a 7. Um, I was a little bit behind a 7 or an 8, but now I've got a new phone, uh, one of the, the iPhone X's that just came out. Mm-hmm. But um, that has been my main piece of equipment. Look, one that's portable. Uh, it you know the sound quality I was pretty impressed with, uh, but it also allows me to do the editing and whatnot. Um, more recently, I did get a microphone that actually plugs into my phone. It can plug into other devices as well, but it's small enough for me to uh, for me to just take with me anywhere I go. Uh, improve the sound quality drastically. Uh, it's a Shure MV88. It's a whole kit that you can buy from like a guitar center or, or any of uh, kind of the music equipment store you said a, you um, said a shore v88 shore mv88 sure i'll MV. send a link so you can include it uh with the um with this episode cool cool yeah but, uh, it, yeah, but that allows me to um, just improve the sound quality have it's got an app that it, it allows you to adjust the microphone in different ways as well um, and the Anchor app, you know, I, I'm not just throwing in my mandatory Anchor sponsorship, <laughs> right. but uh, they really have made it very easy to go from just having a phone and and turning, you know, taking that device and then turning it into a podcast production tool. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I've actually so I just I just released my first episode without my Anchor ad in it. Um, only because it was a bonus episode because I, I actually ran into some people who were talking about sponsorships and ran across a feed um, and it was saying how, you know, it's not necessarily beneficial to put that anchor ad in there. But I'm like, anchor is one of the main reasons why I'm able to do my podcast. So I, I think the monetary side of it is not that much, but I think the ability to create and to podcast and use this platform is absolutely free and it distributes it to multiple platforms is a beautiful thing. Um, so I'm all for anchor cause I've also been hearing stuff like about platforms like Podbean. Um, there's another mm-hmm. one I had wrote down somewhere, but I know Podbean is another one that's popping up, but I don't know. I like, I like anchor and I, I like you started off with very basic equipment too. And that's kind of what I'm learning too. Um, with, as I meet more podcasters and have these kind of conversations, a lot of people just really just start with what they have. Um, so I've, although I've ran into some people um, who've actually gone out and bought microphones and has setups with um, switchboards and different that enables different channels and stuff like that. But for the majority of podcasters, just pretty much start with what you have and make it work. I think that's really key with, with life in general is that, you know, especially when, when we try to make big changes that, uh, Sometimes we don't have everything that we want, but the main thing about podcasting is that it's about your voice and your story and the stories you're trying to tell. And I think maybe, you know, 20 years ago was about the blog. Everybody had Mm -hmm. a blog and then video became more accessible. So now a lot, so then people started doing video blogs and now podcasting has become more accessible. Uh, so I think the, the medium is not as important as the content as they say Mm -hmm. on the internet content is came. 
Yeah, yeah, and and let's go ahead and get into that. Um, like, why why did you start your podcast? Why did you start podcast? Uh, well, very similar to your story. Um, I'd always I had an interest in doing podcasting or storytelling or radio of some kind for many years, and tried. I did like a couple episodes of a radio sh- radio show in my college days and whatnot. But uh, I actually I came to a point in my life where I really. Um, I had to decide what I was going to do next. I had a, um, a pretty traumatic event with my health, my mental health in particular, and um, I, I ended up spending time in uh, in a behavioral hospital, the loony bin, as, as they say. Um, ended up losing my job as a result of everything that was happening around my health, and I just couldn't perform uh, my my tasks, my responsibilities there as a uh, as an executive director of a nonprofit and. Uh, so I was sitting at home and had nothing to do with my time. And I said, well, you know, if, if I'm not, you know, right now I have no excuses. I have no other obligations that, you know, I, I'm too tired at the end of the day from having completed. And, you know, I really felt that uh, what I was really good at and what kind of what my truth was, was about my ability to tell stories and to find stories that were worth telling. Mm-hmm. So kind of it was one time and opportunity and to pursuing a passion uh something that i felt genuinely passionate about wow that's um very powerful thank you for sharing that um i appreciate you um being willing to share that too um i very similar to you who went through a very traumatic situation um i have been committed to institutions before in the past but most recently i left my i quit my teaching i was a teacher about a year and a half ago going on two years now um because i was battling depression and suicidal ideation very bad and instead of um, trying to fight through and keep my job I just resigned and quit and I've been kind of on this like self-help journey healing journey for, ever since then um, working different jobs doing different things over the course and I eventually landed on podcasting and so I've also found that there are many podcasters like you and I who start podcasting for that very reason it's kind of like born out of the need to feel I don't want to say like a void but to fulfill a a sense of passion that we have inside you know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying because even though Mm -hmm. we've gone through you know pretty traumatic and serious things especially being challenged by mental health you know that's pretty serious but to still want to have to still want to have our voice be heard and to share and to do something be productive I think that that's something that a lot of times is tied up in the stigma of mental health I, oh, yeah. think, I think a lot of people think that people who have mental health challenges or may suffer from a mental illness, that they're not capable of still being productive or going to work or to create and do something like a podcast or to be, you know, like how you were right before an executive director, you know, you just happen to have had a situation. So I think that uh, it, it's important to have these conversations and for other podcasters to hear this, but then just for people in general to know that these are experiences that other people, and especially as black men, I know that this is something that I found is I'm not good. I can't say rare anymore because in the spaces that I'm starting to network and put myself in, I'm starting to see it. It's starting to become more of a norm to me. And so because I'm now putting myself in these spaces and even creating this space like my podcast, I'm starting mm-hmm. to see that there are a lot of brothers like myself who go through those experiences. 
and I'm very I'm very happy that you like me have created something positive out of it and like your podcast is like one of the it, it it's be it's become one of the ones that I binge watch I'm not binge watch but binge listen to um mm-hmm. I I well, wanted to thank skip. you I, I appreciate that yeah like so I, I, let's uh, I want to get into your show too because it it gives me a sense of so podcasting for me has always allowed me to like I guess you could say escape a little bit but yours has allowed me to escape really into like a new place um you the way you combine like this specifically with the new york files i've pretty much gone through most of those um but the way that you infuse the sounds of like the subway and i I know one time you were like recording you literally were recording on the corner of like 200 like you were standing on the corner like recording your podcast and you could hear the background and i thought that was so Mm -hmm. such a great thing so why how did you what gave you the idea to do that because i never thought to be like out somewhere with my microphone record my pie what gave you that idea to bring that kind of aspect to your show um that's a good question i would say it i wanted to i want to do content that people want to listen to and so part of my background is in public relations and marketing and advertising that sort of stuff so i just kind of i just kind of have that mindset about you know if i'm gonna if if i want somebody's attention it's got to be worth their listening to and one of the ways to do that is to you know talk to people you know get help get kind of get them to help carry the message and whatnot um and part of my kind of living my part of my experience is also you know i'm i'm mentioned before my curiosity and you know i'm always wanting to ask more questions and capture moments and for other people to kind of i want to pull other people into my world so i started doing these kind of really kind of live and in in place episodes where like i was downtown here in tampa one day and they were having a food truck rally at like the little park so i just started talking to the uh the different food truckers about their food completely impromptu you know literally just walked up to people and said hey i've got a podcast i love to do i'm doing a mini episode can i talk to you about your food and what's on your menu that sort of thing so that Mm -hmm. format of just being out at a place recording what's happening at that time is something that i started getting used to doing and then uh I had taken some temporary work in New York City, and I wanted to keep the momentum going with my podcast, so I said, I kind of went in with no particular intention, but just saying, okay, I'm going to do episodes Mm -hmm. here, I'm going to capture sound while I'm here, I'm going to use what I have uh, right here to see what I can pull together for episodes. So um, I think part of it is is about being present in in those Mm. spaces and that's another one of those mental health things when they talk about um uh you know centering yourself and being aware of what's really going on mindfulness mindfulness, exactly Mm. so part of it was was kind of living that on a day-to-day basis part of it was also how can i make an episode out of what i'm doing in in this moment in this time and i happen to be in new york city and i think new york is and i say this one of those in, in the episodes that um, New York is this place that everybody knows it, even if you've never been there. Yeah. But what is the real New York City? So uh, I, I, sometimes that's why I think that's why I was coming from with it as well is wanting to ask a question that that I thought many people might have, 
and would be interested in hearing answers to. Yeah, yeah, it's really it's really interesting that you say that because even in hearing you say it out loud, it, it really made something click for me, which is that, and specifically with your podcast, it it almost forces me to be present, you know, to be in that moment and really tune in. And I think that's one of the things that I've I've enjoyed about podcasts is it does give you the mm-hmm. sense of, of of escaping, but with your podcast, the sense of being present. Like I remember the first time I heard like the the sound effects of like you. I think it was just you had an intro of like just walking to the subway, and like I literally felt like I was in a New York subway, just how vivid it was. And so I think that that's really good that you've found a way to infuse that. And because it seems that you have a sense of creativity to you, like you're very good with like, I know you said you like photography and arts, but that is really a creative piece to a podcast that I haven't seen in a while. And I think that's another joy to podcasts is it gives people an opportunity to really showcase who they are in a, in a different type of medium, like audio and a podcast is a different way. And the way you do it is, is really, really good. Yeah. And I really, really like your show. Like I just, I just can't say it enough. Um, well, and, and why... I appreciate that. I think it's it's important in in whatever we do to try and, and do something a little bit different. Uh, your your podcast is very introspective and kind of goes into those questions and and you know I get a sense of uh, of kind of where you really are in your experience and. I think that's very, very important, but also kind of reflecting on how how you're moving through the world and the conversations yeah. that, are, that you're hearing, whether that's yeah. uh, with like the episode with Taraji P. Henson, where you brought in commentary that she had mm-hmm. about her mental health challenges and whatnot. So I think I would say that's I think it's a challenge, but it's a worthy one for every podcaster to pick up is how do you make your show different and worth listening to mm-hmm. for, for for the audience? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true too. Um, understanding who your audience is in the beginning, I didn't even think about who my audience was. You know, mm-hmm. I, it, it wasn't up until <laughs> it wasn't until till like recently, like when my podcast actually started to grow, that I was like, okay, who's actually listening to my show, and what what do they want to hear, and what do what does it mean to grow your audience, or how do you go about doing that? And so for mine, um, it, it, my my show was more of like a, I guess it started off as like a self help, self improvement type type show with a format like that and um now i but i also know that it's a delicate balance between having that and it being a podcast which is of course i want people to listen to it but i still want to remain true to like the diary aspect of it like it's just me kind of releasing and talking about different things but what it's also given me the opportunity to do is to have dope conversations like the one I'm having now and share this moment with somebody else. Like these are all things that I would probably like if I went to New York, I that experience to, but to be able to like reflect on that with somebody. So I like being able to podcast and collaborate with other people. Um, and I want to talk more about one of your other episodes and even about um, the situation in Brunswick, uh, Georgia as mm-hmm. well. Cause you have one called death and sunshine. And yeah. it basically kind of covered the history and the status of like a capital punishment. Now, I just want to let you um, kind of introduce, like, tell people, like, what the episode is about um, because it's very good, and I don't want to, I don't want to mess anything up. So, so talk, tell the people, like, what that episode is about. Okay, so Death in the Sunshine is an episode that covers capital punishment, the death penalty, and that was a topic that I had worked on uh, many years ago. And the when I think the phrase or term 
the school to prison pipeline is one that's mm-hmm. certainly become more popular. We as African Americans yeah. uh, have a very, I mean, we, we probably think about matters of criminal justice and justice in general, probably much more so than, than, than most people. And in particular, uh, the death penalty is a topic that I found years ago most people didn't know much about. And I think it's very critical because uh, it is the ultimate outcome of our criminal justice system when somebody has been found guilty. It's also a topic that I think stirs very strong emotions, but um, is one that is particularly important uh, to us because the vast majority of people on death row uh, facing uh, the death penalty are African-American men. Hmm. So uh, for a number of reasons, I wanted to cover uh, just the way the system actually works and uh, who is subject to these incredibly harsh penalties. And uh, I knew somebody uh, who lived in this area that I, when I worked on the on the death penalty issue, uh, he was um, uh, he lived he lived in the Tampa Bay area. So it was part of it was just you know who do I know that I could talk to something interesting about. Uh, and mm-hmm. that is uh, Mark Elliott with Floridians for Alternatives to the Death Penalty. So uh, kind of that main thing, using what you have and using what you know, but also trying to uh, touch on an issue that um, is important and worthy of people's time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very good. I, I, I just love that because I think that that's something else that I, I haven't seen too much of. But I mean, I've seen people talk about different things on their shows, but to really raise awareness about about a topic like capital punishment, I think that it it showcases the ability for a podcaster to use their platform to talk and put insight and share their perspective about something like capital punishment. I just think that that's really good. And then um, you also have I want to talk about your other podcast as well. You also have a sci fi mm-hmm. podcast called Static Corpse. Um, yeah. Um, let's talk a little bit about that one. What is that one about? Okay, before I get into that, I, I just want to echo what you were saying, that um, whether it's the death penalty or exploring New York City or uh, going on a journey that's more uh, introspective like yours, the great thing about podcasting is that it's that it can give you more time to really dig into issues and ideas and explore things. And in a world where everything is so like sound bites in two minutes and on to the next topic, mm-hmm. I think now more than ever, we need to have those longer conversations and really see what we can learn and learn and explore through those conversations. Um, so yeah. static core is a sci- sci-fi story that I had been working on probably for 20 something years at this point, you know, it's, um, anybody who writes fiction or poetry or anything like that is it's always kind of a process of writing and rewriting and my vision my dream for that story has always been that it would be a uh, an animated series with an integrated video game so um, and what that would look like is that um, you know you're, you're watching the show on Netflix or Amazon or wherever you happen to be watching it but then there's a video game that goes along with it and a lot of the things that, and those two things kind of cross-pollinate each other. Mm-hmm. And as somebody who grew up playing video games and watching anime and animated series, um, I just thought that would be a really fun way to not just tell a story, but to ha- but the great thing is about video games is that they're interactive. It allows mm-hmm. you as the player to live and live and have fun in that world. 
the story itself is uh, a is kind of in the cyberpunk genre, which is uh, movies like um, The Matrix, more recently uh, Altered Carbon on Netflix, uh, but deals a lot with technology, uh, like high technology and low life are the two main things of cyberpunk. Low life meaning that. Uh, despite this fantastic technology, there are still, there's still oppression, and that can be political, economic, racial. Uh, but many of the problems that we have today persist, despite the fact that we can travel to you know the moon or other planets. That we can have mm-hmm. virtual reality that's indistinguishable from uh, the real world as we live in it. So it it kind of uh, I think the core of what cyberpunk is really trying to do is, is ask that is ask a question: uh, What does it mean to be human, and how does how does that change as our technology continues to change and advance? And I think that's relevant right now because uh, the technology that we're living with, we have devices that can listen to us and give us information that we didn't ask for. <laughs> you, yeah. you probably all have that experience where. Yeah. We're, we're talking about something or we search or we search for a plane ticket someplace. And the next thing we know, our Facebook feed is full of, uh, full of advertisements for things to do in Chicago or wherever you're headed. Uh, our most recent presidential election was, uh, was deeply influenced by Facebook. Um, we have facial recognition software and technology that can now identify people, but it does a really poor job at identifying people of color. Uh, so, uh, in some ways, we're living through what it means to be in a high-technology society that's still dealing with uh, the ills of inequality and oppression. Uh-huh. Wow, yeah. And, that, I'm, you know, I'm so glad. I love the way you just said that because from both of your shows, I can tell you found a way to merge those two ideas. The idea that we are living in a society in a world that is extremely oppressive, especially um, oppressive and racist and all the kind of isms and things that I can go down, but you still find a way to have like a creative aspect to it with a sci-fi piece. So why do you think it's in, I, I really want to touch base on that, like, and really kind of pick your brain on that. Like, why do you think it's important or not to say why you think it's important, but how do we as podcasters engage with that? Because it's almost like if we don't have a big platform to a certain degree, you're not reaching a big audience, but you may be sending a big message. So how do we find balance in that? Like, is, is it do we still talk about these things or, or what are you thinking? Well, yeah, I think it, if we don't talk about it, nobody will. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, and that doesn't necessarily have to be everybody's calling to, you know, address big issues necessarily or. Mm-hmm or things like racism, oppression, bigotry, or the matters of justice, that sort of thing. Um, but I think it's uh, I think it's disingenuous to the world that we live in if we aren't having those kinds of conversations. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, it, it is about a balance, which is what I try to strike in both of my stories with my traditional podcast, Journeyman's Journal, and with Static Core, even though it's fictional, is that um, life is that way, you know, that there are ups and there are downs. There are moments of sadness and moments of joy. And I think it's, it, and to, to explore both of those, I think is just a more authentic way. Um, I think that in, in the podcast that inspired me to get started, uh, snap judgment is one that if 
is kind of like the granddaddy of a lot of podcasters. Uh, and it, it is real life storytelling, but it covers the gamut from uh, incredibly sad stories in some cases to uh, triumphant stories. They even do uh, ghost stories during Halloween season and spun that off. So it, it runs the gamut from, uh, in some cases, a supernatural to criminal justice issues. Um, Ear Hustle is a great podcast that covers uh, the lives of people who are incarcerated. Um, so, uh, and then there are things like uh, Undisclosed, which is a criminal justice one. There are so many different ways to tell these stories. The Moth mm-hmm. is another great true life story podcast. Um, there's one mortified is hilarious and it's all about people's journal writings from when they were teenagers and how ridiculous those things that we experience as kids and teenagers can be so we can laugh we can cry and we can we can do that in the same podcast yeah 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 i I really i really like that and i think that that's again the beauty of podcasting which you really have the opportunity to create whatever it is that you want as well as find an audience and build a community of people um, around you that kind of see things from your perspective or, or may or maybe even challenge your perspective but that'll help you grow mm-hmm. so what kind of um I, I want to I know you've had a lot of cool people on your shows I've, I've listened to a couple of them and I know you've had a couple guests who have been some of your um, some of the guests that you had on your shows uh, for things that you're passionate about like justice um, that have been very impactful for you as a podcaster uh, let me see um, I mean, one of the guests that I really enjoyed was Christopher Chan that was one of the episodes I recorded while I was in New York uh, he goes by Honor Roller on Instagram and he makes these really incredible wooden sculptures but they're shaped like sneakers and really? and I mean it sounds weird and crazy and it is it's a really uh, it's really uh, just a beautiful work that he does but he's had the, his journey has been very interesting because he went to school for art and traveled around the world a little bit and at one point had a job at Nike designing uh, footwear and fashion and stuff and uh, for most people, that would be a dream job to, you know, be a designer with one of the most important and influential uh, corporations in the world, you know, that with, you know, billions of dollars at their disposal to put to get your work out in front of people. But uh, as he was there, he saw that that's not where he wanted to be, that that wasn't, you know, what his his mission was not to make shoes and T-shirts, even though that would get his work in front of a large audience. And. What I took from that was, um, it you know I think we I think we are in our society very in some ways obsessed with success and having the right job and living in the right place and doing you know doing things in a way and you know making the right kind of money mm-hmm. and ultimately it it confirmed for me that none of that really matters if you aren't doing what you're supposed to be doing so. Uh, I enjoyed that conversation. One, learning about his craft and how he, you know, makes the art that he makes, but also hearing from somebody who, uh, you know, kind of was—I would say nine out of ten people would would say that was a dream job. But you know, his but for him to pursue his dream and doing something different, and I think that's a very uh, real thing is to uh, be willing to chase your dreams and, and make them a reality and understanding that, you know, success can look like many different things. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, um, I think that 
how you define success is ultimately up to you. Um, I've kind of, it, it makes me think about like recently I've kind of looked into like ratings and stuff like that for podcasts. And then I eventually was like, I don't even really want to concern myself with that kind of stuff right now because I'm not mm-hmm. doing this for ratings or to have the most downloads or anything like that. I'm doing this because it's very fulfilling and rewarding. And I know for you, very similar to myself, this was born out of, you know, I don't, again, I don't want to say like the need for, for desperation to fill a void, but it was born from something that at one point in my life, it felt like, like when I went through my mental health challenges, I felt like my life was over. I felt like, mm-hmm. how do I, how do I go up from here? How do I pick up the pieces from this, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to kind of get your perspective on that because for me, my podcast has it started out as that and it's being also especially in this time like it's very instrumental in like what it is that i have going on and keeping my sanity so how has it how has it helped you and what role like can you talk a little bit more in depth about how it helped you um in your recovery well it, it definitely gave me something to do which i think was important uh immediately after kind of losing my job and not really being sure um, I just started doing a lot of creative things, so I wasn't just being idle, which I think, and you know, that's definitely not a good thing when uh, kind of going through a recovery process is to be engaged. And then um, I think for me, it was about be about the authenticity of it um, and being self-actualized. I felt like that was one of the things that contributed to what was to the thing to my stress and my and the decline that I had in my health was that. I didn't really feel like I was doing me. You know, I was doing mm. well at the things that I was doing, but I wanted to feel like I was in control of something and that I was I was kind of moving, was having success. I guess going back to that, you know, what is it, defining success. So I think that's how it helped me was to know that I could start something, I could, you know, have an idea, I could execute it, and I could, you know, I could, then move on to you know and I could do that episode by episode um that it was also about you know seeing my own ideas kind of move kind of be successful because you know when you're working for somebody else it's ultimately about them being successful in their project and their goals and you're just the you're you're the work you're the labor to make that happen yeah so I think for me it was about you know taking something that was that was inside of me and that I felt was important and seeing it become successful. Um, so I think that's how, how it helped me was not just, you know, having something to do, but having something that I cared about and doing Mm -hmm. it well and, and seeing, uh, seeing it just come to fruition. Yeah. Yeah. That that's over the past, uh, couple weeks, month or whatever. Um, actually, it's a month today. It was my last day working, April 6th. Today's May the 6th. Um, it's given me a sense of, like how you said, something to do, but a sense of success because now that I'm putting this energy and this effort into my podcast the way I would a full-time job, I'm really starting to see the benefits of my labor. And I'm only yeah. like two weeks in. And so I think something that is important, not only for us, but for other podcasters to understand that you're going to get out of this, what you put into it, you know, like I'm investing a lot of energy and time into like the flyers and the marketing of it, not necessarily to solely to build my audience, but because I know that the message that I'm pushing and my intent and my purpose behind it, I want to be able to reach more people, 
you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. and be able to network and meet more people because I've learned a lot about myself from interacting and meeting other podcasters and and as, especially when we talk about things like mental health and seeing how people have bounced back from that and how like I think I want to say you're like the like the third or fourth person that I've run into or that I've met who has turned to podcasting after extreme after experiencing some sort of uh mental health challenge or an episode or something of that nature uh, and it's really a beautiful thing because these people have some amazing shows and they're creating some dope mm-hmm. content. You know what I'm saying? Like your show's absolutely phenomenal. And I believe as as society evolves and as we continue to push the envelope forward, talking about mental health and different things that are important, like whether it's the criminal justice system or capital punishment or even if it's just shouting out the local the local restaurant that's got good burgers now, you know what I'm saying? Whatever it is that may be, you know, I think podcasting is really going to become a new avenue and medium for us to do that, especially as, you know, creatives and different types of creatives, you know, and black creatives too. I think that's something else that I'm, a space that I'm kind of in in the podcasting world is, you know, other black podcasters and what they're talking about because we do have similar experiences, but as black people specifically as black men we're very diverse people we have different experiences and i like how i'm meeting other brothers who have different experiences and they're showcasing that through a podcast showcasing their different interests and uh, creative abilities through it's just it's just a really a great thing to see this um but i know that it also comes with its challenges too you know like for me Mm -hmm. in my podcast journey um in talking about my mental health, it's difficult for me to do that and still be challenged by my mental health. You see what I'm saying? Like, it's difficult for me yeah. to be an advocate for getting help and resources and seeking therapy, and then I'm going through stuff, and I still have to do that for myself. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it, it's, it's very draining, and it also could be, like, at times I felt embarrassed a little bit about it. You know, there's some episodes now that, like, I kind of cringe at thinking about some of the things that I've said, but I think it's all a part of the process of healing, and I'm glad that I'm doing it. Um, And that's one of the challenges that I've kind of run into in podcasting is just just continuing to do it, continuing to push the message, you know, while still Mm -hmm. being affected, especially during this time with, you know, the pandemic and everything. So have you... um, run into any challenges like podcasting it doesn't necessarily have to be like with your mental health but like what have been some things that have maybe prevented you from being consistent or challenges that you faced being a podcaster well yeah uh you know and i have had some challenges and wanting to you know what do i really want to share how far do i want to let people into my life and my mm-hmm. experiences is definitely a relevant thing i think it's important to be vulnerable in that way because it creates um it creates a connection and with not only with your audience, but I think it's also about um, wanting to tell. I think that's part of the healing process is that um, if we aren't talking about the things that we're, we're struggling with, then we can't address them. And even if, and even if that conversation is with ourselves, sometimes we learn a lot just by kind of hearing ourselves talk out loud or really yeah. get going into those places. Mm-hmm. So that is a challenge. And, uh, is, and even as I plan out my own episodes, I need, I'm at a place right now where I do need to do one of those more introspective episodes and 
talk about my experience. I brought that into my podcasting, and I don't want to let it go. Yeah. Uh, but there are. But having the time to do it, uh, I, be, I believe in doing research. I like to write scripts for my podcasts. I like to, um, you know, I, I like to make graphics and do things. So it's a kind of a multimedia experience, mm-hmm. and. You know, all of that just takes time. There's a, an episode that I'm really excited to get done now where um, around the Tampa Bay area, somebody has been uncovering forgotten graveyards. So these are places, you know, they were they were they were burials happening in those places for many years. And then, you know, maybe 40 or 50 years ago, they then, you know, sold that property to, for a public school to be built on or for a housing complex to be built on. And oh, wow. I think there's a lot of, uh, yeah, I think th- I, I'm really excited about these episodes, but right now, one of the people I want to meet with, she's with the University of South Florida down here, so she can't meet with anybody because of the, the lockdown. Um, you know, I'm still working, fortunately, but, you know, so I still have a full-time job. I've got a wife and a daughter whom I adore, and, you know, being husband and father takes up time that uh, I'm happy to give. But at that time, that I don't get to spend being uh, doing podcasting. So, I mean, I think all of it, uh, you know, it, it all takes time. You know, it, it, it'd be wonderful if I could do nothing but podcast and devote, uh, you know, the bulk of my day to figuring all that stuff out. But, you know, I've got to I've got to squeeze it in with um, fixing toilets and blowing off the roof and cutting the grass and and helping my daughter with her schoolwork and uh, and all the things that that uh, life comes with it so that's yeah that's the hardest thing is just finding the time to do it and do it well i think that's the other thing is uh is one i've listened to some pretty bad podcasts Mm -hmm. and uh you know i I don't want to be in that vein i feel like if i'm going to put my time and energy into doing something it's got to be done well and you know not and so i think that's the other challenge is not just finding the time but really crafting something of quality to share absolutely i know that that's i'm I'm somewhat of a perfectionist and as i'm learning more about podcasting and even hearing other people's podcasts it's like i want to make my show better i I definitely want to improve the audio quality i want to buy more equipment but i'm also learning to kind of give myself space and time to get to that level you know what i'm saying I, I really look forward to looking back like when i hit my 100th episode being able to look back at the episodes in my 20s and 30s um numbers of episodes and being able to see the growth being able to see the difference in the quality and see even different than the content and maybe revisit different topics in the future so i think that as this for myself as it grows and as i evolve um specifically with my show because it's called it's like a diary um that's one of the things that i'm looking forward to in the future is being able to look back and see that growth and see that process and being able to see the different points where i knew that i had a turning point and experience growth um, so i think that that's mm-hmm. the best thing that um, i look forward to but i definitely look forward to um watching your show or not watching listening to your show um and, and working with you in the future because I, I just like I said your show is a very unique experience that I haven't experienced um, in a lot of podcasts um, and so I, I, I'm happy that I was able to do this episode with you to not only showcase your creativity and what it is that you are able to create but to also show people that there's so much that you can do with this like I never thought to add the kind of content and descriptive and visual and um, all the other senses aside from listening to a show like you do so 
I, I just think it's great, man. I, I like this series that I'm doing, and it's really giving me balance. It's definitely helping with my mental health. So, um, I don't know. I want to go ahead and uh, kind of finish this up here. So, do you have any uh, questions for me, maybe, that you want to ask? Or, um, Well, first, again, I just want to say thank you for the opportunity to share uh, a little bit about Journeyman's Journal and Static Core with Diary of a Mad Black Man and your audience uh, Blake, I commend you on your bravery for being willing to uh, just share very openly about your experience and how you're uh, building and moving on, and uh, also for using your platform to just shout out other, other people. Uh, if you had um, I ask any advice for uh, somebody who's listening for you know what, what you think I could do better or different in my podcast, what would it be? Um advice for listening to I, I would just say to I think something uh, so advice for a listener listening to your show to make it better is that what you're asking no I'm saying if, if some if anybody's listening what advice would you give them about starting their own podcast uh, I guess yeah. a, follow, a, a second question would be what could I be doing better or different or what do you want to hear more of from my podcast got you um so advice for somebody wanting to start their podcast, I would say to just start. Start with what you have and just get it done. Because um, once you get past that first episode, each episode after that becomes easier. Um, and because for me, that was my biggest hurdle. And also don't be... Don't be so attentive to details, to the small details of what it is you're doing, because as you grow in this podcast world, it'll get easier. So that's what I would give. That's going to be my advice to new podcasters. Just get started and don't um, get caught up with the nitty gritty details of everything. Um, my advice for you, for your show, some things that I would like to see and hear more of. Um, I would like to hear more about you. Like a lot of your stories um are just that stories about your experiences like they're very live and in the moment i would maybe like to hear more a little bit more about the author about you about you as a person you as a father you as a mm -hmm. husband um your experiences now um definitely for me personally i would like to know more about specifically how you transitioned from you know your when you lost your job to how you like like what were some of the steps you took to rebuild your life to be a father to be a husband you know what was that like for the people in your family i think an episode on on that experience will be good for me to um to hear and just keep doing what you're doing like that would be my last piece of advice for you keep doing it man because i really enjoy your show definitely appreciate the visuals that you added because it it gives me visuals even though it's audio it gives me visuals so i like that definitely keep mm -hmm. that up awesome well again thank you for uh for the questions and feedback and um, I've enjoyed this journey with Diary of a Mad Black Man. Absolutely, man. This was a great episode. So to the, those of you all listening, um, be sure you check out the description box to find out um, for all the links and everything to where to find Javon, his podcast, follow him on all the socials. Of course, you know, all my information is there as well. Um, this has been another great diary entry and Diary of a Mad Black Man. You all stay blessed and highly favored and take care. <laughs>